Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Burntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Burntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. to Fireteam Chat, IGN's Destiny Show. Thank you so much for joining us. Joining me today in the studio is CJ Gibson. What's up? Steph Root. Hey, Guardians. Zach. And me, your host, Destin Laguerre. <laughs> that was your <laughs> friend impression. Yeah. All right. Needs work. Needs work. Good, good to have you here, Fran. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Uh, on today's show, we're going to be talking about the leaked rumor thing that's coming from Reddit about Destiny 3. Apparently, there's some details from a semi-reliable source who's been right about some stuff. Anyway, uh, we're going to talk about the quality of life change, and we're going to take a look back at Forsaken. It's been a while since launch. We're going to talk about our favorite things. Let's get right into it. So, d- oh, don't forget, you can watch first on IGN, <laughs> and then one day later on YouTube.com slash FireteamChat. We launch every Friday at 5 on IGN, then one day later, Saturday at 5 p.m., YouTube.com slash FireteamChat. So the first story is all about Destiny 3, you guys. Anon the Nine is saying that, it takes place on Europa, that there's going to be a PvPVE mode that's not like the Division, that that uh, the Guardians can use the darkness. Uh, development is starting right now. Chris Barrett is the game director. Luke Smith is still there in a big role, and they're going balls out with the RPG stuff. So that's what's going around on Reddit. Rumor. Rumor. Okay. We have to label it rumor because yes. it's some guy on Reddit. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, apparently... People are saying he's been right about a few things. I wasn't able to verify what he's been right about gotcha. yet. So, what are we thinking about this? What's your temperature? So, you, you in the red? You in the you in the cold? You I'm, in the middle? I mean, so here's the thing. I think that I remember something like this before when we were talking about Rise of Iron, yeah. and then Rise of Iron came out. So, I mean, it feels odd that that would be happening so soon. Mm-hmm. I don't personally believe that it's you know real. I believe that there's obviously maybe some merit to these people being involved, and obviously there's. A next knee or Destiny Three coming, but yeah, to know the details about it this soon, I don't think so. Yeah, so like if we look back at like the original game trailer, File One, Andres, uh, <laughs> we can we can actually see the original concept <laughs> of what Destiny was supposed to be. And I collected some assets here to kind of take us through up to Destiny Two nice. and what the game ended up becoming. Um, what do we think about these mechanics? Like, what do you do? You like the idea of being able to choose darkness or light as your power, Stephen? And like, what would be your take on a PvP VE mode where you could fight for territory and grief other players? It sounds really interesting. Um, it also says that they are going balls out with the RPG stuff. And yeah. <laughs> before Destiny One first came out, I always thought it would be like that. I thought it'd be really heavily PVE focused. Mm-hmm. And it turned out like it wasn't really PvE focused, but I'm hoping they take Forsaken, they amplify it, and they just make like an amped up version of Forsaken because Forsaken's awesome. Yeah. Um, I've always wanted Destiny Three to kind of be like. Did you guys ever play uh, Star Wars: Knights of the Old Republic? Yes, I yeah. did actually. Yeah. So the first one, you're a character, you're Revan, 
which is like this big Sith Lord, and you can turn, you can choose if you're good or bad. Yeah. But in the second one, the sequel, you play as a different character, and you hear like tidbits of Revan and what you did in the first game. And I've always kind of thought it was it would be interesting if we were like a different Guardian Destiny three, and we'd hear about like our Guardian now and like the crazy triumphs that we've done, and like I don't know, I thought that'd be cool. So basically what we're doing today is we're going to play along. We're going to assume that this rumor is uh, founded. And just so you know, like we're not saying that this is true or anything. So we're just going to kind of go with the conversation that's going on right now. Uh, I really like the idea of being able to choose darkness or light. Uh, really happy to hear that Christopher Barrett is game director and uh, <laughs> that Luke Smith is uh, still has a big role at the company. Yeah. You know, two, two longstanding <laughs> bases there. Uh, but if we look back at this Destiny 1 footage, the main focus was the darkness in yeah. all the pro- promotional materials. And I feel like we got pretty far away from that and they brought it back by the yeah. time we got to Forsaken. But yeah, man. And uh, we never saw Europa. It was sort of hinted about in some of the stuff, but it would have been great to see more of Europa. Yeah, I think one of the of... maps are on Europa. Maybe is it? I don't, I don't know. know, but I know there's yeah. a lot of concept art for it. And if you if you look back, all the concept art that was shown off has always been in the game later on. Yeah, like I don't know if you guys remember, but way back early in Destiny One, there were uh, there were concept arts of the Titan using a shield, yeah. the the Dawn Blade, and they were like, oh, cool! It's like it's like concepts that never made the game, and look what happened. Yeah, eventually exactly. they did. I want those frogs, the yeah. big frogmen, oh, yeah, the big that you frogs, can ride. the the wolf or the the tiger, <laughs> the tigers, yeah, the sitting tiger. Next Man, to the, like, yeah, the I actually did there. a yeah. great great interview with Christopher Barrett about like the stuff that they had to sacrifice, and they're like, we leaned a little bit too much into fantasy, is what he mm. said, and yeah. they they kind of had to get rid of some of that super early stuff. But yeah, you're right. They they were able to revisit and see. Hey, like, let's get that shield in there. Oh, there. Remember Aldrin? Aldrin, yeah. Like, Aldrin. that scene never takes place in the game. Yeah, it's yep. crazy yeah. to see all this stuff because, I mean, when you uh, – look at how small the Nova Bomb yeah, is. The Nova Bomb, like, yeah, the Nova Bomb. Yeah. I actually remember uh, – I was actually at uh, – I think it was E3, probably 2015 – no, 14. I can't remember now which was the one where they, they played through the first part there. I was with Fran, actually. Yeah. And it's pretty crazy to be in the audience and see that just before Destiny 1 was released because – yeah, when you look back at pre-alpha footage and captured that demo three times, they let me capture it. Yeah, and uh, it's the they had it down to a T. There were slight variations in each demo, so they were playing live. Yeah, but man, it was pretty. Well, yeah, like it, it, it. Well, it was, but it didn't. It's funny when you look back at what Destiny One became. There was a lot of things. I think there was even like more than like six to eight people in a public event. It almost mm-hmm. seemed like you, could, yeah, all just magically show up and kill this walker. Like there was things that obviously made it to the game, but then there was other things that didn't or evolved over time but that's pretty natural i think in game development and it's uh it's weird it's weird looking back at all these moments because you do get like crazy memories nostalgia moments from oh, yeah. destiny one huge mm-hmm. nostalgia yeah and it was that long ago like it's only like three or four years right. but i mean it was just a lot of hype like leading up to this game so, so with this stuff in mind uh going balls out with rpg stuff and the, <laughs> how many times are we gonna say i want to get at least stuff. three in i want to get all three right, in just check um it. Bad phrasing. Anyway, uh, (laughs) uh, yeah, so there's that. And he also went on to say, I don't have the quote here, but he did say that he, they know that this is going to like scare off the, the, the casuals and they're not really worried about it. And look at what happened with Forsaken, right? Forsaken might be scary to casuals. Yeah. 
But look how many people are playing Destiny again because there's interesting things happening. I actually yeah. misspoke last week. I said not a lot is going on. Yes, there was a lot of That's true. stuff going on. It was like the most – the busiest week ever. Meatball was in the game. And yeah. All these things were I happening. got him. I got the meatball. Yeah. And CJ got him. Did I didn't have time to play because I was finishing Red Dead Redemption 2. Oh. I finished the whole campaign. Oh. That's, that's oh, why I've been in, I see. in Red I Dead see. Land. <laughs> well, I can't wait for everybody to get to play that game because I know a lot of people want to check N- it out. No meatball yet though? I haven't had time to play. So how many gamut matches have you ran? Because we were talking about uh, – because Fran – We looked. It was like 97. Okay. Fran ran three. And Fran ran three. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I yeah. think I looked at how many primevals I had, and it's like a, like 80 to 100. So I probably ran maybe 40 to 50 matches. So yeah. it's interesting to see how many different sort of variations are, are to people's games. And you played 100 and something, didn't you, to get it? I think I played 103 or yeah, something. Yeah. We had a really solid team, though, and we would go on long streaks. CJ was mm-hmm. solo, though. Yeah, I actually – Solo, dude. I did. You I, got it solo? It was funny. I got a I, – I, I hit a photo of uh, of the teammates, and it was crazy. Yeah, I went in. I didn't know them. And, dude, that moment when he spawns, I was just – I was in my, my bedroom, and my wife was in the living room, and she's – I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> she's like, are you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm fine. I'm fine. Sorry. Sorry. And I got all giddy, and I was like, oh, dear God, teammates don't suck now. And um, – <laughs> The uh, 17 kills is what I ended up having mm-hmm. to actually uh, do it. So there was a combination of me invading and the two other people taking them down. But that that is an exciting moment. That's yeah. one of those things where when it happens, you're like, it's it's a mix of, okay, this is rare. It's a coveted weapon. I want to get it. And, yeah, that was probably one of my yeah craziest moments so far with Destiny. Well, let's reel it back in right. to this, this topic at hand, the Destiny 3 rumor. <laughs> what – Besides this stuff, this stuff does sound cool. What is something that absolutely needs to remain intact besides the gunplay? I think we can all agree the yeah. gunplay is pretty solid. Uh, what's something that needs to be added or something that needs to remain, if you guys can think of that? For me, I'll tell you that uh, I want to see those fleshed out RPG mechanics. I want to see guns that sort of evolve. I really like the Solstice of Heroes, which we have a clip of. Yeah. Uh, the Solstice of the Heroes arm revolution was one of the coolest mechanics that I've seen Destiny do in a while. Uh, so really, really like that. And I would love to see more of that in Destiny. Like what if you started with tattered armor and you built it up and you became super powerful? And there were many different gear sets that just looked really, really cool and well designed. That's what I would like to see fleshed out a little more. Uh, do one of you guys have a prepared answer? Yeah, I mean, here's what I'm wondering and I, I'm interested to see what you guys think. I, I've had this comment about PUBG and Fortnite and all these other games that are out right now. And I think Destiny's biggest challenge obviously is that it is constantly in a state where it's trying to appease multiple audiences, different mm-hmm type of people would you want destiny to be a pve only game and forego pvp traditional pvp no no i don't think so i don't think so either like for me personally but it's amazing when you actually look at all the different people and what they want there's always this sense that there's a pve crowd and a pve crowd pve and pvp or pv sorry pve and pvp crowd yeah and they don't really kind of want to play nice together or they think that you know the thing that i want is most important and i think that's really difficult for them to you know i always say that for balancing the game is tough um so uh, i'm curious if we put that survey out there Mm -hmm. what would people want like i don't know if people would want an exclusively pve game but if you listen to comments what are you saying you want i'm saying so that's what's weird is that I personally like PvP better, but I don't know if you could make Destiny exclusively a PvE game. Simple question. Why not both? What's the problem with having both? So right now, I think the issue with having both is how do you constantly balance or make a game that is exclusive that people feel like they can grind into and get into what that game is? So do you, you feel they've done a poor job of that, especially with the current update? I don't think they've done a poor job. I think that they can the do – No, no. I think that they, <laughs> they've done exactly what they – 
you know, can do and that's it. Like I think if you look at like Fortnite and PUBG and anything that's PvP focused only, mm-hmm. there's just like Fortnite is doing amazing things within the context of that space, but they don't really have to deal with any of these other problems that Bungie yeah. has. Um, so I, I'm I think, curious. Like, I think if they were to do it separately, CJ, it would lose the magic of getting those weapons in the wild that are good and good, good in good in PvP. So, PvE. so I think I think so as well. Like, and and to me, that's what's special about Destiny. But imagine if that Destiny did had potentially a PvP focused only mode, and it was ex- it was exclusive to what that is, and it had nothing to do with grinding for PVE. You mean like Halo? Yes, and it, well, yes, but yeah. you take all the elements. So maybe there is a Destiny three, but it actually splits, you know, those facets of the game, and they have absolutely nothing to do with each other. I absolutely hate that idea. I love, no, I know, you, CJ. That's fine, <laughs> Stephen. What, what's your thing? Thing that the game needs? Um, well, the game needs. Well, can I can I chime in on what CJ yeah. said? So, yeah, we do have to move on to the next. Yeah, topic, yeah. So, and I want you to have your chance. I think Forsaken. It's a pretty good blend right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think what happened in Destiny One is people wanted it to be a competitive esport, and right, like they are not moving in that direction. No, and like, I at think all. I think once people realize that this game is not an esport, it's not competitive. There are things that are always going to be broken. Like right now, there's too many shotguns, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, and there's exotics. I think once people realize that it's not going to be that, and they just embrace it for what it is, yeah. Which I have done because me too. Personally, in D one, I I wish it was uh, I like really wanted it to be an esport. Yeah, I realized in D two it's not going to happen. There's no custom games. There's no spectator mode. But but There's that was broken. That was the weird thing about Destiny two year one the way it launched. You thought that potentially I gotta it cut was you guys off. That. You're going on a yeah. whole different topic. No, I know. PvE but I, versus PvP. I really want to wrap up the segment about what you want from Destiny okay. three. What I want and, and then we can what revisit. Do you want? We can revisit this. What, do you want? what I want in Destiny three is I want them to take Forsaken and expand it. I want hundreds of weapons, hundreds of armor sets. I don't want reskins. I want. I want them to really dive into the PVE uh, part of the game. And we're going to talk about this later when we talk about uh, what's our favorite part in Forsaken. But I really want them to just dive balls deep into the PVE, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Into the PVE section. That sounds great. Anyway, we're going to move on. <laughs> seeing, seeing these guys have already started the conversation <laughs> of our next topic a little bit ahead of time. We're going to go right into uh, – the Forsaken launch and what we've been enjoying about it, CJ brought up this hypothesis of splitting PvE and PvP and uh, these two are in a discussion about why that would or would not work. So guys, continue. You were talking about it. I had to cut you off because we need to get the break out oh, of the yeah. show. Okay. So yeah, <laughs> right. I'm like, all right, we're 13 minutes in. I need to get that break out. That's fine. You, you, yeah, okay. But sorry. I, I, I'm sorry about that. So please continue okay. with your conversation and tell us what you – like the most about Forsaken right now? So it's weird. I mean, I think that a lot of the... I, I like the way Bungie is addressing and fixing everything very quickly that needs to be addressed. They did not do that in year one, and it almost was like a coy kind of way where it's like, we're listening, and then like the changes would not happen, or the changes were very minor. This is perfect. They are addressing everything from masterwork cores, changing them to enhancement cores, uh, you know, spider bounties, all the rest of that stuff. There's a bunch of different things that they're doing where if you have problems in the context of the game, what are you guys laughing You're at? You're going wherever you want with the show plan. What are you, yeah, <laughs> We're but, talking about uh, topic that, three. That's what I'm yeah. saying I like. I like the fact that they're addressing all these things quickly and you're not constantly waiting for them yes. to, you know, because you're constantly looking at updates going, oh, when is it going to happen? But so right now, I love the gunplay in PvE. I like, you know, the, the, 
the exotics not being super attainable, but they're dressing like how those work as well too. I play a lot of PvP, and I like um, yeah the chase right now for power. Like I'm still not at 600. I'm around like 590, but that's been good for the last month and a half as well too. So. Yeah, I'm just fine being at 590. If I had more time to play, I would play more Destiny. There's just too many games right now. Yeah, split, splitting absolutely. your splitting your attention is difficult. Yeah, it is. Yeah, but there's a lot of good things right now. Like I, I think I agree with Steven. Like I think Forsaken is in a great place, and I find myself like I said logging on daily or every couple days to just do regular bounties uh getting the ikora bounty to do like 20 of them and i'm doing a lot of the different triumphs to actually just play and get uh you know emblems and badges and stuff like that so that that's cool i mean i dig that they had an awesome cadence for like six maybe i'll even go as far as seven it's eight steven you said eight weeks since launch yeah right and man they have just had constantly they have constantly added things for you to do and play in Destiny 2, and this is great. Yeah. This is how Destiny used to be. Yep. It kind of got back to the heart of what's interesting about the property, and I hope they continue with that, like you said. Yeah, when you say it wasn't a busy week last week, I think what you were really talking, because I saw it wasn't a coming. new thing. It wasn't something new, exactly. There was, you know, it was a first revisit. week, it was like Festival Lost. There was lots of stuff to do, but there was nothing maybe that wasn't necessarily like a brand new thing, yeah. um, but besides Festival Lost, but still really good. They've been doing well. Yeah. So, Steven, the mm-hmm. question is, what's your favorite thing about Forsaken since launch? Okay. Uh, we're just not talking about the PvP and PvE thing, huh? <laughs> see, see, I gave him, I threw him the what? ball, and he's like, no, nah, I'm going to talk yeah, about I something mean, else he, now. I never know where yeah. this is, where I'm allowed to go. Here, I'll just, I'll so, just, I'll just finish that. Back. I'll just finish yeah. that. Like, There's a marriage between PvP and PvE in Destiny, yeah. where you can get random rolls that are better in PvE or, or are better in PvP. Yeah. And you can do that with armor too, and I think that is a huge, um, drawing in destiny what people love about it like for like i'm gonna use a hand cannon in pvp so i'm gonna try to get hand cannon gauntlets like an armor and stuff like that so specking for that is really cool if you did separate the two like you were talking about and it would just be like hey like every every assault rifle is gonna be the same every hand cannon is gonna be the same every sniper is gonna be the same and then i think you'd have to like neuter the classes too like the classes are so different and they're so unbalanced yeah like Four tines might have an advantage over four hundreds or whatever like that. If you're going to separate the two, you'd have to make everyone the exact same. Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I don't know if the Destiny community is like that anymore. Um, I, mean, I mean, I'm not saying I would want that, but when I read the comment section, I'm saying that I see a lot of people say, I don't care about PvE or I don't care about PvP. Yeah, it's and one or the other. Yeah, it's one or the other, and there's this constant struggle, which is the reason why a, a lot of people do like Gambit. I think that there was maybe some more competitive yeah. rewards. But, yeah, but like, I think that's... But it's the same that, problem Call of Duty faces, right? And yeah. they just yeah. they, they got rid of the campaign, yeah. but I think that's a big separation between Destiny because... They're not talking. You're not talking about getting rid of the campaign. You're talking about separating two modes. Yes. And and Call of Duty has zombies in there, which would basically be your PVE. Yeah. And Call of Duty has Blackout, Blackout which is your yeah. PVP, your high end competitive stuff, as, as well as their their other competitive yeah. mode. I yeah. think I think it's a good combination. I don't think they should ever separate it. But to moving on, oh, what my favorite part of Forsaken is is yeah. I love how lore heavy it is. Um, mm-hmm. we've never had three. We've, we've never had so much <laughs> lore like intertwined into the story. Like you could, mm. you could run around find grimoire and ghosts, and like you can go on Bungie.net and read it. But now it's in the game, yeah. and not only is it in the game for reading, I, I won't spoil the Malfeasance quest. But there's a part in the Malfeasance quest where you do this mission, and and they talk about the past, and it, it like 
They've never done something like that before. Pile okay. three. Yeah. <laughs> Andres, play the third okay. pile. So, like, so malfeasance. Yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to doing that. I haven't done yeah, quest. I won't little... spoil it, but like, it's so, it's so lore intensive. Like, even with the whole, um, Kara and Riven, like, they really talk about all these lore things that I feel like they haven't done at all up until Forsaken. Mm-hmm. Um, last week when the curse was the strongest, if you enter, uh, whatever uh marasov's throne world yeah you can see the pyramid ships yeah in there that was a mm-hmm. really cool pyramid ships at the end of, yeah. Yeah, yeah at it's the end like, of the campaign for those that don't know yeah the pyramid ships are like the last thing you see coming towards earth the and light. mara yeah. mara apparently has been tracking them and they're on the way yeah she's yeah. tracking him like she doesn't even talk about it and if you think about it our guardian would have no idea what the hell that is because only us as the players saw that in the in the cutscene right so yeah. only she knows about it and it's like they tie into like all these lore things, and I think it's so cool. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I mean, the weird thing, and that's the other conversation though, is that how many people get a chance to experience those things? If you, I mean, right now, I haven't gotten the malfeasance. This guy doesn't. There are a lot of things like that sometimes don't, you know, mm-hmm. come into play but, if you don't grind. For but those to things. like piggyback off that, you have to be a pretty. I don't like saying the word hardcore, but you have Admitted. to be a pretty big fan of Destiny to realize yeah. that. Like, if you were just playing through it and somehow you did go into the throne world, like. You wouldn't know like what that was, yeah, or, or you wouldn't catch up onto but, it. And that for that Destiny Three rumor, what did it say? They're gonna like it's darkness gonna be into the darkness. What's well, gonna be? You said it's gonna be like super hardcore, right? I want that stuff. Like, yeah, I, I can't wait for that stuff. Yeah, if, I, if it is true, I'd love if they lean more into that. Uh, the the final topic that we were gonna talk about, we touched on it a little bit. Thanks, CJ. Uh, was the <laughs> exotic the quality You're of welcome. life changes, which is file two for our producer in the back. Uh, the quality of life changes, it's which calling everybody to. out today. <laughs> Dear God. Well, we jumped around and never mind. Uh, quality of life changes. So a lot of stuff is changing in Destiny, and the most important piece of this is that uh, exotics are being adjusted. So it means that you're going to get fewer duplicate exotics. And here, here's what they said. Uh, it takes into account all exotics found and weighs them against exotics you have yet to acquire. This lowers the chances of receiving exotics you already own. Those you do not own will be individually weighed higher. When getting exotic dupes, you will be more likely to get armor pieces as they have random rolls. So like the exotics have random rolls. That's really interesting for dupes. And exotic quest weapons are being removed from the exotic engram loot pool. Well, that that's really, really interesting. So random rolls for exotics? Yeah. Armor. Uh, or, oh, armor. Yeah. Right. Armor. And that was the same with the – was it the glass needles in Destiny? There was some kind of like – You could re-roll You could it. re-roll them in Destiny 1. Yeah. There's Good. there's a few exotics being tuned. Uh, Wish Ender is getting increased base damage. Malfeasance is getting increased explosive <laughs> shadow <laughs> detonation <God>. damage. <laughs> Do you remember the, the trailer versus the, <laughs> yeah. the yeah. in-game? Like literally mm. nothing happens. I'm sorry. A malfeasance <laughs> is terrible. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You, I'm glad you got it. I'll get it once it's buffed. Test it out. Glad I played 100 gamma matches. <laughs> yeah. Ace of Spades. Oh, the, I think they show it in this trailer. I don't yeah. know if we missed it, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's coming uh, up after this, actually. Yeah. It's one so of we'll, we'll see it in just a second if you're, if you're watching. Ace of Spades version. is the hand cannon. I mean, right there. Mm-hmm. If, if you're using any other hand cannon in right PvP, now, in, right. I mean, even in PvE, it's yeah. pretty solid. Like, it's hard to use anything else. It's just the range, the damage, and the impact. Like, there's so many, like, good perks that proc when you're yeah. crushing them. So I've not actually gotten, uh, the, the Contra weapon, as they've dubbed it. The AR? Uh, no, the, is it the three round that shoots three? I can't even remember what it's called. The Cerberus? Cerberus. Yeah, do you have it or no? Yeah, I have. Or, 
auto rifle. So, I have yeah. it too. I yeah. really like it actually for Gambit. It's great for ad clears. Okay. But I yeah. usually swap it out because I want a different exotic. Gotcha. You know? Yeah. Yeah. But I, I was having a lot of fun with it messing, nice. messing around. So this is just great. I just want to kind of keep people informed about the quality of life changes. Yeah. And talk a little bit about that. Yeah. So all in all, that's, uh, I mean, here's the thing. We have eight more minutes left. Do you have any other topics? Cause I got one that we can yeah. now talk about since Fran Mirabelle is not here. Oh, the raid. The raid. We can actually talk about the raid without spoiling it. Here we go. Fran, later. if you're out there, just turn off the show. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, so what do you want to talk about, Siege? I mean, really, we haven't got a chance to even dive into the mechanics and what we thought of the actual progression okay. of it or anything like that. Let's just start at the end with Riven. Yeah. Well, the the main big encounter, there's Riven, sure. and then there's the orb carry at the very end. So spoiler warning to anybody who has not completed the raid, Fran, uh, and, and <laughs> wants to wait a little bit. But yeah. Uh, yeah, I think everybody's at the point where they can attempt it now. Yes. Uh, blind or otherwise. Like, yep. you got to do some coordination to, to attempt it that way. Yeah. But um, – I really, really like the Riven Encounter. Yeah. I like that it forces everybody to play a part. Yes. Unless you do the glitch where you shoot all the rockets into it. <laughs> yeah. But even that's sort of fun too, right? Yeah. Like finding out something like that is really, really interesting. Yeah. Um, you did it yeah. week one. What were some of your biggest challenges at like 540 or 560 light versus now? Because you've probably played it a few times since. Like – uh, what had, was the hardest part when you were playing it going for, like, the world's first thing? Yeah, you had to play really carefully because, like, anything could kill you. You, right. you basically had two hits. Some of our guys had one one hit, maybe one and a half. Yeah. You know, and, like, that's all that they had at their disposal. Yeah. Uh, beyond that, uh, yeah, man, it was just about team coordination and, make like, we're all tired. We all got to, like, shoot certain eyes and figuring out the mechanics. Figuring out the mechanics blind is actually a really, really fun thing to do. It, and, uh, it was pretty yeah. hard. Like, did you guys actually get into a situation where you were stream sniping other people, where you were looking at what they were doing to get an advantage? About we got what to was a po- we got to a point where uh, like two teams have gotten past the vault, yeah, and nobody knew what they had done. Like nobody nobody understood it. Vault was difficult. I will like, say, Daddle said he he like accidentally got past it, so it was difficult. Like for vault, us. he didn't. They didn't yes. really know what was happening. Yeah. So some of the guys on the team were trying to stream snipe, but the info was just not there. Right. So we we weren't able to, and we ended up figuring out vault ourselves. It was uh, illegal knot and uh, Teddy's brother. Yeah, Sarge. I yeah. I would say I think vault was probably the most difficult like puzzle encounter that I can ever remember in Destiny. Like yeah. a number, penumbra, left, right. Like there was so many things that when you when you're talking with people like, oh what happened? What's on your side? I remember running around in circles trying to see everybody's different plates to see what were the corresponding logos and trying to like decipher something. Mm-hmm. Uh it didn't it didn't make sense. And even now it's still a little difficult to go through and figure out what's happening. It's so awesome to see that my numbering for the eyes ended up being the widely adopted numbering system for the eyeballs. So I wasn't sure if that was the yeah. case because the weird thing is is if it was you or whoever it was i i don't like it because i want it to go left to right yeah. i want it to go l1 l2 on the top but everyone goes in yeah. this it's really <laughs> odd because yeah, one two I, three four five is how i went yeah. and then six seven eight or one two three four five and that's fine yeah. the right side's fine the left side should go one two three four five yeah you can but, do it however you yeah. want no but you yeah. can't now because that's <laughs> what's mostly yeah. out there and that's kind of what people say i'll take credit for it yeah. Okay. Well, there, there was oh, okay. there was a crate. Uh, like I remember, Grenader Jake did this crazy thing where they did like the top row and then yeah. the middle row, and I'm like, no, the eyes are too like googly. Yeah, <laughs> googly eyed. But it is. It, do that. it was cool though to um 
those first, yeah, we're going to talk about Rivet for a second. To jump up there, not know what's happening, then you go behind the little like glass part. You see all these logos. Yeah. It's super overwhelming, and mm-hmm. yeah, like the dragon calling up even when you uh, coming out with the call out. Even yeah. when you uh, drop down for the first time and you see Riven. Like, oh, yeah. So we were talking crazy. about last week, and and uh, my reaction was like, "What?" Yes, yeah. I think is that probably one of the coolest boss reveal moments besides Oryx. I think Oryx and that one are both pretty cool. Oryx is still the coolest. That's pretty cool too, though. Yeah, Riven. I like larger than life enemies. Ignore that. I don't know what that was. <laughs> I like larger than life Pocket. enemies yeah. <laughs> that uh, you you get to encounter and. and yeah, Oryx, yeah. Oryx is like just hard to top, man. Yeah, it is. Yeah. And I remember you saying, I think, there's I think a spark Riven. when you run out there. Yeah, like you freak we, people. I would out. troll people. Yeah, I, I think Riven was cooler than me than Oryx because you knew what Oryx looked like. That's true. Yeah. Th- there's some merit to that. I don't think that you realized how big he was in the final encounter. Yeah. So yeah. when you drop really down, cool. you're like, "What the hell? It's a dragon. Yeah. What is it's that? It's got like yeah. gross scabs." That was <laughs> on the back. We shoot him, which you shoot later, yeah. and you're just like, "What is happening?" So yeah. I'm gonna say a super popular opinion that I know I'm gonna get flamed. Unpopular? For. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I think it's unpopular. All right. A lot of people are like, "Oh, I think it's stupid that it's damage gated or light level gated." Because remember, you had to get to five, like forty, right? Yeah. Five thirty-five, five forty. Yeah. To like even stay we, we were in the right. forty to fifty range and we were able to complete it. Yeah, and, and by and, I think we were in the fifties when we yeah. beat it. And yeah. and I believe like most of the people were like, "This is so stupid. We didn't have enough time to get to that." Um, did you, should... you watch the show with Fran on it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, I did. <laughs> but I think I think that's what a raid should be. You should the yeah. first time you do it, you should be under leveled. Yeah, should be um, super challenging the first time. Yeah, you do it. the grind itself to get to that point should be fun and challenging. And yeah. then when you first start the raid, everyone's super under leveled, as will kill you. Yeah. So on top of finding out what is going on in the mechanics, you have to stay alive and play your life and kill things together, right? So that that's what makes the hard. That that's what makes the raid hard. And people, you can argue it's artificially hard. Yeah. But that like to me that's how they have to do it because now everyone's like 590 to 600 the ads won't kill you you just have to do the mechanics now yeah. you can do a rating like 30 40 minutes but it's, people are still struggling with it yeah, yeah. and well that's and a good thing like, but like well, now like yeah. i can do it like the the rate the first rate took what 23 hours right mm-hmm. yeah now, 20, now you can do it in 30 to 40 minutes yeah and i think that's how a rate should be the first couple of experiences you have with it should be super hard yeah mm-hmm. and then you should be doing it just for the drops right i yeah. mean i think so too like i get fran's point like fran's point was like the communication of can i attempt this or not was not there and there was an expectation yeah i agree with you that. grinded for like two weeks straight that you you know in theory you should be able to do it yeah i agree with that and i agree like there are people out there that wanted to be part of that race right. or didn't just didn't have the time to do it and that mm-hmm. like i understand where that, they're coming from but like to me this it, it should be like a special moment yeah and like like an achievement people but, people are mad that like if you didn't have 12 hours a day to do this you weren't you were going to yeah. be like 520 to 530 yeah but i think i i think this current the way they did uh the last wish i think is a fantastic way because yeah. you should be able to like struggle through it for the first two, three weeks. And then as you progressively get higher gear, it should be something that doesn't take like a couple of hours, right? It should be 30, 40 minutes. Like, Hey, you want to just hop on, do a raid, bang it out, get the gear. Yep. I don't know how they would be able to continue to make it hard and not make it 
impossible well, when you're 530, 540. If they're not going to do, and they're not for this one, um, prestige raids. Prestige raids. That yeah. would be the only thing. And I think that the best prestige, prestige raid was probably Oryx because there's a bunch of mechanics that were added to it. New mechanics. Different. Yeah. And, and if that's, like, cause mm-hmm. that wasn't really the case with Destiny, like, at least with Leviathan and Argos and stuff like that. I, I don't know who tweeted it. It was, it was a raid designer at Bungie, but mm-hmm. he tweeted saying the hardest part about making a raid is making the first encounter like 20 hours and then every other encounter 30 minutes right and i feel like they did a great job with last wish yeah it might have been andrew what do you mean first encounter how do you make the first experience with your raid super long and hard because everybody wants a long hard raid for the like for the first experience right but then after every subsequent experience you just want the loot yeah Yeah. you just want to get through so that's the hardest part of creating a raid and i think i think the level scaling is how you do it yeah. yeah, honestly, I seriously think Bungie just made a mistake with their calculated drop percentages. They thought people would be 550. That's yeah. where they thought people would be. They had the messed up engrams, so people were confused about what was going on. Unless yeah. you're re- reading Bnet and being really careful about your drops, you didn't get in. Yeah, And I think that caused a lot of people saying, like, oh, they only want streamers to do it. And yeah. it's, yeah. I, I don't think it's that's intense. the case at all. I, I, think, yeah. I think they'll adjust for it next time. Yeah, I mean, it, it's not like it was bad, but I think the conversation is, yeah, how much – do they want people to be able to accessory? Because a lot of people, yes, who still have not done it. Like I texted Fran before the show. I know he hasn't done it yet. Yeah. But but he's at the level that where he could do it. He could do it. He but just the, wants to do it blind. He wants to do it blind. So yeah. I understand. Well, yeah, that's like the first that's experience. Fran's thing though. Yeah, like but, that's but, not a game thing. I think and absolutely right. I think a lot of people still feel that way. They want that special moment of experience at the first time. Yeah, you know, it, figuring it, it out on their it's own. It's a super like hard it. balance because doing yeah. a raid blind is a super cool experience. Yeah, it is. And the further you. You wait or the longer you wait the less chance you can do it blind yeah and i feel for fran because i i would not want to do the raid not blind yeah but like it's so hard to find a blind raid now yeah like and so if you miss that window the first two weeks it's it's like over so i understand where fran's coming for from but i do think because of how intensive they make it it's it's that more it's that more uh yeah. Special, special, unique. Well, great final topic. I totally agree. I want the raid to be a special experience for everybody. Uh, thank you, thank you, Stephen. <laughs> what an elitist. The wrap dude. up. What an elitist. <laughs> I was gonna say thank you, uh, Stephen, CJ, sorta. Yeah, <laughs> for okay. being on the show today. Sounds good. <laughs> derailing the show, oh, confusing whatever. Andres. No, y- there's no derailing. I get that we need to have topics, but we gotta yeah. like not be so just switch on a gear. Fair. You know, fair. I pass? Yeah. Can I take France spot now? Yeah, you got to do better impressions next time. Yeah, Steve hey, will be here. Uh, Sean, Sean would have been here, but he's at TwitchCon doing some producer work. So. Right, right, yeah. right, right. Yeah, that's all so. that happened. Hey, thanks for watching. Don't forget to subscribe or check out our playlist of all our episodes if you missed one over on YouTube.com slash FireteamChat or on IGN.com. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. 
That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz and how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts.